Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. I'm Shomak Khoshal, the books editor of Mint Lounge, and this is the Lounge Bookcast. Every week, I'm going to speak here with one author from across the world about their latest book, how they came to write it, what were their challenges and inspirations. and what does it mean to be a writer in this time this podcast is from hd smartcast india's fastest growing podcast producing platform this week my guest is sandeep das who is an mba from iim bangalore he has worked in consulting for a decade and is the author of three books we are here to talk about sandeep's latest book hacks for life and career a millennial's guide to making it big this is at once a advice manual and a self-help book for millennials joining the corporate workforce in india it draws on case histories facts data but also is told from a uniquely sarcastic point of view sandeep i want to start with that question i'm curious about the format you've chosen which is a mix of serious non-fiction and accessible anecdotes could you talk us through this a bit actually yashomak i'll take you through the genesis of the book first of all thank you for inviting me on your show Uh, i had the opportunity to speak to about 250 300 millennials when i was starting the book and what i heard from them is that the systems we are part of whether it's the education system or the corporates they don't understand what we want or what we learn is not relevant at all and when i spoke to about 100 cxos or ceos they told me that 95% of the millennials are not ready to succeed at the workplace professionally or personally and there's a huge gap you have to see the millennials saying that the rest don't understand me and the ceo saying that the millennial is not good enough so that's when i tried to bridge the gap saying what are some of those gaps people are talking about so a uh, certain gaps came out that we learn a lot in business school but essentially in real life you learn or you need only 20 concepts with practical examples which i tried to identify or a lot of people want to start about entrepreneurship but how do you really do it on the ground there's a lot of exotic literature that goes around but how do you actually do it on the ground personal finance for instance a lot of people pass out of the iims but they don't know what to do with their own money there's such lack of literature on personal finance so i identified some of these pain points and i put together in the book so i also wanted to ensure that there are enough real world examples that's why uh, to answer your question you will not see traditional case studies you will see very practical case studies which either i have seen in my life or some cxo has seen in his life and i try to bring that to the picture right um i also wanted to understand the tone of your book because earlier you've written fiction you've also written non fiction but sarcasm plays a big part in your writing why is that it's it's a very good question shawak and uh, to be honest with you it's a function of the movies and the web series i have seen see one of the flaws with the business books and you'll agree with this is there's a lot of jargon in a lot of them and uh, there's too much motherhood so there are two characters that have influenced me a lot one is aaron sorkin i think i just love the way he writes lines love the way he introduces wit for people who are listening to this uh, you should see trial of chicago 7 or social network or steve jobs brilliant movies i think he's been a big influencer 
in terms of how I've picked up the style of writing. The other big influencer has been, if you remember the series called House, which was about a doctor and Gregory House. And if you see the way he used to perform on screen, it was very sarcastic, very brilliant, but he used to get the job done. So what I've realized is uh, when you have a sarcastic tone, but in a very matter-of-fact conversational way, some of people absorb it a lot more. Right. So, you know, your book was written before the pandemic began and the pandemic has been a kind of watershed moment for everyone, for corporate India, especially the way we work then, the way we work now. Which sections of your book you think uh, remain unchanged no matter the pandemic or anything else and which have to which sections have to be updated because of the pandemic? Yeah, so Shaman, that's a very good question. So if you see the uh, timeline, when I signed the contract in March last year, when the lockdown started, and the next six months, I redid the script to incorporate the pandemic elements. So I'll start with elements that don't change. So uh, when I spoke about the 20 business concepts that you will need 80% of the time, you will largely see that they remain the same, no matter what the state of the economy is. The core practical content that you need doesn't change. Or for that matter, even when I talk about uh, personal growth in terms of how to do well in interviews, how to build a good resume, a lot of that doesn't change. That's fairly agnostic in terms of where the economy is. What changes is uh, in terms of, uh, there's a whole section on technology if you have seen, and the pandemic has absolutely accelerated that. I think the entire narrative about technology I had to change. The second thing I had to change is the narrative about entrepreneurship. The way we understood entrepreneurship from the last decade is going to be very different from the way entrepreneurship is likely to manifest in this decade. So I think that entire section on entrepreneurship, I had to beef it up or customize it for the environment. The third thing which had to change and change in more in terms of increase in weightage is this whole section on self-help, whether it's mental fitness, physical fitness, emotional fitness, given the pandemic, I think I had to put in a lot more weightage uh, given the intensity of what was going around. I was actually coming to entrepreneurship because uh, that's a major section of your book. And I wondered, you know, what uh, entrepreneurship will now look like for millennials who are entering the workforce who want to start up on their own, uh, since we are going through such a phase of uncertainty and volatility. What is your sense of that future? So Shobak, that's a very good question. And a lot of people ask me, I'll give you some anecdotal evidence of what CXOs have told me and some of the data research, which I have done. If you see the last decade, 2010 to 2020, a lot of entrepreneurship was about, you had to be the first guy to do it. Think of Ola, think of Swiggy, think of Zomato. You had to be the first guy to do it. And you had to target growth at all costs. This was typically the entrepreneurship mantra. And if you were a student, say if you came from IIT Bombay, the natural tendency was you have an idea, be the first to do it, get funding, leave everything, and just follow that dream. That was the typical success platform. This decade, it's going to be very, very different. This decade, the first thing that you will see is it's no longer about being the first to an idea. It is about can you capture the right niches? So for instance, if you have a cosmetics brand, and doesn't matter if Levers is playing in that space, but if you can capture a small niche, you will actually do well. It doesn't matter if Upgrad or Unacademy are in EdTech, but if you can have a small niche, you will actually do very well. So the first thing is the rise of niches you will see, because to be honest, the number of ideas where you can be first are honestly exhausted. Now it is about quality of execution and quality of niches. 
The second big difference you will see is in terms of risk taking. Risk taking will become very incremental. So the previous decade was about chasing growth without worrying about bottom line. This decade will be about meaningful growth. So you look at the bottom line, but you also target growth. So that's the big difference you will see. And the different types of opportunities that will come, a lot of opportunities will be in terms of mental health, emotional health, uh, physical health of people, operating in tribes, differing nature of social media, uh, localized communication, localized cities. You will see a lot of these opportunities that will arise. The final point on entrepreneurship I want to make is that unlike the previous decade, it's if you are a student or if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, if you have a fight with your boss, that doesn't mean entrepreneurship is the answer. The way entrepreneurship will work this decade is you might have a great idea. You might be good at execution. You will typically do it on the side with your existing job. You'll run it for six months. You will see if the pilot is working. And if you think you can scale up sustainably, equally looking at bottom line is when you will move forward. So that's how entrepreneurship is going to be very, very different uh, in this decade. Well, drawing on that point, basically about, you know, fighting with your boss and not being able to do your job and especially sort of going through this period of uncertainty at the moment when we are also seeing job losses. Uh, you are a commentator on millennials in the workforce. So what would your advice be to the millennial workforce at the moment who are going through this phase of great uncertainty? So firstly, buy my book. I think that's the first piece of advice. But on a, on a serious note, uh, this is a very difficult question to answer. But I talk from personal experience. Uh, I passed out in the 2008 financial crisis. So I saw this, uh, I bore the brunt of it because when I passed out of I am Bangalore, I had torrid time in the final placement. So I talk from experience. There are three things which anybody should do. This is drawing from personal experience. One is upskilling. So what does upskilling mean? Upskilling means listening to podcasts every day, uh, reading a good newspaper like Mint every day, reading one book a month. I think it's as simple as that. So put in one to two hours of reading every day, that is upskilling. I think people start taking courses which they don't know, people start listening to influencers, no. Podcasts, good newspapers, and one book a month. I think that's the first uh, piece of advice I have for people. The second piece of advice I have is in terms of building a personal brand. I think what happens with our Indian culture is we are taught that don't show off, you know, do your work and the world will take care of it. It doesn't work that way, especially when you're in a difficult time. So I would suggest to everyone who's listening to this, go on LinkedIn, build a profile, write a nice story, identify the companies where you want to work in, pick one one person, send connections to them, post content, content about your personal experience, a good book you've read, a good movie you've seen. So post content, build a very active social media profile and don't feel shy about posting your success. Shomak will tell you the number of times I have chased him and he will vouch for that. So please do it. It actually works. The third piece of advice I have is in terms of personal finance. Uh, what happens is uh, if you are going through a difficult time and everybody does, I have gone through, you have to be very smart about money. You just can't be stupid about money. So uh, you have to figure out what your aims in life are. Uh, how much of your portfolio should be in risk-free asset? How much should it be in risky assets? So just because Dogecoin or Bitcoin is the a flavor of the season doesn't mean you put money in that. So you have to understand your personal finance. You have to build a buffer. You have to build emergency funds. You have to have the right amount of insurance. So three pieces of advice in terms of upskilling, in terms of personal brand, and in terms of personal finance is uh, what I have to give to people. 
My last question to you, Sandeep, is regarding the subtitle of your book, uh, basically the idea of making it big. Uh, that used to mean something else before the pandemic hit us, I suppose. And now it probably should mean something different. What in your sense, uh, what is your sense of the term now? What should it mean? What should it stand for? So I'll give you some research, Shomak, and I'll take you through some data that people have said. In the 1990s, making it big meant having a good brand and a good salary. In 2000 to 2010, if you roughly see, it came an element of, can I go to the US? Can I also have a good brand? Can I also have a good salary? 2011 to 2020, it uh, elements of, can I be slightly physically fit? And also, can I start my own firm? So that's how the narrative changed. Let me tell you what this decade the narrative is. Uh, each millennial, the narrative is a function of the following. One, in terms of their primary careers. It is about which company they work for, how much they make, but what is the impact they have at work? So if they believe their work is just churning out good slides, but it's not showing impact, millennials will not think they've made it big. So that, that's point one. Point two, every millennial will have a side hustle. It could be influencing, reading, writing, theater. How they manage to manage that secondary career is an element of how they make it big. And the final thing they will look at is in terms of their holistic wellness, mental health, physical health, emotional health. How are they faring on these patterns? What is the quality of their relationships? Uh, how is their mental health? Are they happy? Are they happy financially? So that's the third element of uh, making it big in my view. Thank you, Sandeep. That's very helpful. And thank you for joining us. Sure. sure. Thank you, Shoman. Thank you for the interview again. And uh, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening in. Tell us what you think at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. To listen to more podcasts, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariya se. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.